This isn't a D&D podcast. Uh, not really. It's only, allegedly, a D&D podcast. This isn't a group of seasoned tabletop battle veterans. No. This is a group of disaster humans out to roll bones, make questionable jokes, and possibly, if they're lucky, find some kind of story along the way. And they're guided gently by me, a sentient dumpster fire. We just wanted to be extremely clear about what y'all are getting yourselves into. That being said, welcome to Horizons Point, you goddamn nerds. Let's get weird. Mm, citizen. What? <laughs> Welcome to Horizons Point, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Oh, yeah, it's probably mostly a Dungeons and Dragons podcast right now at this point. Hi, everybody. I am Ashley. I am your DM. My pronouns are she, her. And today, DM stands for your distraught miner. I was in the coal mine and there was enough coal and then I left and all of a sudden it was all gone and our generator shut down and now I'm living in a tent with my family and I'm probably going to die. I have been playing Frostpunk for two weeks straight. I can't stop. It's a problem. It's I almost was late to this recording session because I was like, I got to get steam cores from Ashley, New London. Ashley, are you are you playing it now? Are you? Why do you keep looking away from the camera? What? Would I you, can't. St- sorry. There's hey, a. Hey, hey. I, I have a, what is that clicking I hear in the background? Put what? the controller what? down. What? I can't. Anyway, these are my friends. They play this game with me. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, everybody. I'm Adam. They, them. Playing Jenny. Also, they, them. We got hand movements today. I'm so excited. Hand movements and Adam has preemptively made themselves laugh. I can't wait. <laughs> After the views thrill me, the fog is gonna kill me. Ice Fiend tried to make us all dead. She was looking really mean like her name was Concertine. Frozen mirrors covering her head. Well, the eggs start dropping and the gang gets popping. Use counter charm just to get the fear stopping. Her counter spell use really made us frown. I got back up and then knocked back down. She buffed herself with high AC. So thank God for Mingid and Katie. We left her melting on the ground. Over the edge the long way around. But now, at the God Chat, get some answers. Get pumped. Hey now, things are messy, gotta sit through, lore dump, and then we make it all in, helping my illusory friends. <laughs> Yay! Yes! That was my new favorite! That was amazing. That was extremely awesome. good. Oh, extremely good. A plus, A plus, Great. Adam. Uh, I'm, like, I'm gonna give you inspiration for that one. It was extremely yes. good. Yay! Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Speaking of things that aren't inspired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Caroline, she, her, and I play Eva Donahue McKay. Also, she, her. Blonde bisexual, believing in the buff lesbian, becoming obtainable for bigamy. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Caroline's like, I I guess we almost died last time. Where is my hot not girlfriend? She didn't come fight with us, and I feel like that says a lot. I mean, y'all weren't supposed to have anyone with you, and then you just dragged a bunch of NPCs. Yeah, your husband didn't come fight with us either, so like, mm. Mm. A point in each of the con columns? (laughs) (laughs) We have a running tally. My name is Mike. (laughs) Um, I'm... 
he him and o- orion is who i play he him cosmo is also still around it <laughs> it's <laughs> and i'm the least interesting person on this no podcast. false i don't do songs alliteration or limericks you just speak the truth that's a new twist on the thing one of us sings one of us is alliterative <laughs> one of us does limericks one of us is here and one of us always <laughs> lies <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's right. That's Ashley. <laughs> it me! You must solve our riddle, Internet. Speaking of riddles, hi. <laughs> solve me. I'm Paige. My riddle wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> Crammed up inside of a question. Sure. Uh, I play Braithwaite slash Brenna. The bond between mommy and me is not all it's cracked up to be. She's never been nice, but now she's made of ice and a frigid bitch, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like, my favorite thing about this is that you guys pinpointed like the fundamental world shattering piece of informational lore that you need to do anything moving forward. And everybody's intros are about nightmare ice puppet mirror mouth to be that fair makes me the, very happy. the world shattering information didn't nearly kill all of us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the yeah. ice bitch did yeah that's fair that's fair the two that found out they were dreamed into being seem to have taken it pretty well too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's fine it's no. not you we guys live are... inside a beholder and beauty is in the eye of beholder and you're all beautiful cool uh you guys want to do a recap i think everybody kind of remembers what happened because we're actually recording two weeks in a row which is wild we never do that but i'm gonna do it anyway because it's my brand it's my party and i'll recap if i want to it is very much so and i will after looking out into the sun shining across the vast outside world for the first time you all decided to turn around and go home (laughs) you didn't have any like supplies or rock climbing gear or like any real knowledge of what was going on over there besides some like vague dream recollection from Braith and Gideon so really not a terrible idea all things considered honestly still the most shocking thing we've done out of all the weird (laughs) random shit we've done that is the most surprising you guys walked out into the sunlight saw an entirely new town on a beach which you've never seen before the ocean which you've never seen before the bright sun which you've never seen before and fucking dragons and you went ah and that makes me Frankly, that's very sexy of you. On second thought, let's not go to Camelot. It's a silly place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you guys looked down, you would have just seen absolutely frantic dancing. On the way back through the fog, you were all accosted by a nightmare monster version of Concertine Palafox. You somehow, against all odds, did not die, and Aoife struck the final blow as one of two non-Eldritch monstrosities left standing. Katie was the other person who was still up, and her Eldritch status is actually kind of a question right now, so, uh, you know, use that as you will. Through research and teamwork, Brenna and Orion deduced that the monster had used a spell magic on the fog, clearing out a large patch of it to make a usable battlefield. They further pinned down what exactly the not-fog was. Illusion magic. You all pinpointed some kind of connection between that and whatever was going on with somehow worse than usual Mommy Palafox, but what that connection actually was remained a mystery. You skulked bloodily back to Morgan's office in the library and prepared to make your way into the restricted section. After one look at Gideon, Morgan decided that maybe Constantine didn't need to be there, so she proceeded in ahead to try and kick him out, which went about as well as you might have expected. Jenny turned Gideon invisible, and you all used the brewing argument as cover to poke around the room. You know, since you didn't do that at all the last time you were in here fucking wildly enough. (laughs) 
Brenna turned her attention to the other side of the whiteboard, which seemed to contain a lot of debate about whether the commander was one, alive, and two, either her or her sister. Orion found a series of loose pages that alluded to Aelian needing to work on an antidote for something, but quickly devolved into arguing like the world's worst Slack chat. Aoife found perhaps the most useful and interesting information. Schematics for two different kinds of flying machines, and a summary of a partially finished experiment headed up by Orion's parents, Cosmo and Astra Fettelbind. The purpose of the experiment had been to find a way to locate a particular soul and bind it to a particular body. They'd gotten the locating part down, but not the binding. And Ginny, weirdly enough, had a very civil conversation with Aaliyah. Proud of you, bud. That conversation is why I leveled up. <laughs> it was your own personal boss fight. Constantine eventually did leave the room, but not before furiously whispering something to Morgan that not all of you heard. In the restricted section, Morgan and Aaliyah formally confirmed that the bees and Gideon are reincarnations of their dead friends, Brenna Braithwaite and Nathaniel Beckworth. You also nearly sent them both into apoplectic shock by mentioning that you'd made it to the outside world. Apparently, there'd been some doubts about whether or not that was even possible for people who'd been born in the point. We did it. <laughs> Boy genius Orion Fettelband put together enough of the puzzle pieces to get a foundational truth from the so-called gods. The fog is indeed concentrated illusion magic, and if the majority of the people within its bounds believe something to be true, the magic makes it true, whether or not it was actually true to begin with. A very powerful magic that gets more volatile towards its border, aka the fog itself. That's just the tip of the iceberg, though, and now that they seem to have revealed the big thing that they didn't want to tell you about, they seem a little more willing to talk about the rest. So that's where we are. Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> Caroline is violently fist pumping, and it makes me very happy. So before we go any further, uh, what's everybody's passive perceptions? 14. 11. 16. 14. Okay, cool. I wouldn't worry about it. So you guys are gathered up near the front of the room with the desks and the whiteboard facing Morgan and Aaliyah. Jenny is going to post up against the desks, produce a small bag of popcorn from their jacket, and hold it in crossed arms, summoning Mage Hand to feed them popcorn. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so Jenny has this this uh, little popcorn factory set up as Morgan looks out across all of you. Orion goes up and says, one, please. <laughs> Charlie gets a line behind Orion. There's popcorn? Hell yeah. The, the oh, are we all doing okay. more popcorn. I can, I can wait until corn. everyone has popcorn before I tell you about the foundational truths of the universe. That's Just, fine. We're a little nippish. You know, we went through a lot. <laughs> Does it not feel like something you need a snack for? Yeah, I, I, I support all of you in doing whatever it is that you think you need to do. So she waits patiently for everyone to get their popcorn. The hand is now floating in her offering her a popcorn. She takes a piece. <laughs> She's really good, actually. So popcorn is distributed. So I could just start at the beginning, of course, and, and uh, say as much as I can. But is there anything in particular that you would like me to answer first? Or would you just like to hear the rundown? Orion? Can I take notes on this? She looks uncomfortable and then looks at Aaliyah and Aaliyah shrugs and says, I mean, if the entire point of this is to start trusting other people, I suppose we need to start trusting other people. I didn't want to do that to begin with, but... Circle of trust! You did want to trust him. Well, yes, he's smart. Stop it. <laughs> and Morgan nods and says, with, with your preference towards NDAs, I don't think I need to explain to you how vital it is that this information stay amongst the people in this room. And she sort of looks across and like is eyeing Katie and Minnie very carefully. And I am assuming that everyone that you have brought into this room is as trustworthy as I am choosing to assume all of you are. Would you say that's... Fact 
Chewing. Jenny has a mouthful of popcorn and shrugs, arms still crossed. Minnie cleans her gun. I'm the most trustworthy person I know, so. <laughs> Orion's just gonna, just uh, just real quick, I'm just gonna kind of go up to, is it Braith or Brenna right now? Brenna. Brenna. I, so Katie's still on the fence about the whole pulling the cards thing. Oh, absolutely. And probably leaning towards actually doing it. Hmm. Do we think if this conversation will hurt or help? That remains to be seen. But, Aren't we um, getting rid of the card thing anyway? That's the hope. Are you guys trying to keep this this conversation out of earshot of Katie? I'm assuming you are. It's very much a... Whisper, whisper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You realize that Braithwood is leaning just as hard as she is, right? I, I well, feel she's like... she's got a you to keep her from doing it. There's that, and I feel I feel like I've got a better connection with Braith than I have with Katie, so I'm certainly not the person to be convincing her otherwise. Perhaps this conversation will shed a little more light on that, because if you recall the last time we were all in this office listening to a uh, lore dump, as it were, we were told that it was a good idea, potentially, to pull the cards. That was from the crazy one, though. Which one is not crazy? <laughs> yeah, the one crazy would. one. The only crazy one. You know, I feel like at this point, we just go for it. Let's just do it. Let's just have it. Let's get it all out in the air. I feel like secrets have hurt more than they've helped. So we'll just get it. You go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead. Just go ahead. Let's, um, we're all good. We're all good. Orion looks at Katie. He's like, we're good. She looks at you very confused and sort of looks at you, Brenna, equally confused, and then kind of smiles awkwardly and gives you the world's most uncomfortable thumbs up. Well, if we're getting it all out in the open, shouldn't that be out in the open as well? There are a few among us who I believe to be trustworthy, but they are considering uh, pulling the cards that the nothingness has been offering them. We're calling it the one slur. Oh, delightful. <laughs> Just catching Brinny and, and hmm. everyone else up. Brinny, I swear to God. Okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> Ethan gives uh, Jenny a thumbs up. <laughs> you have to have an E, otherwise you can't be inducted into the group. So we have Jenny, Minnie, and Brinny, you know. <laughs> Get if, if you want to be my lover, you got to have your sound, your name sound like my friends. That's, that was the first draft. Morgan nods slowly and sort of scans the room and Katie is not trying to keep that a secret. And so she shrugs and says, I am also on the side of secrets are hurting more than helping. So in in the interest of complete transparency, yes, I am very much considering pulling cards, but based on our conversation, I thought it would be best to hold off. There's potentially additional information that we could receive from a, a very odd gentleman, but I am willing to hear him out the same way that I'm willing to hear out whatever it is that's going to be said here. Um, my life is falling apart. Everything I thought I knew is a lie, <laughs> and I'm not... Um... You said it, sister. <laughs> Orion says through a mouth of popcorn. To the club. <laughs> and so uh, I'm sort of... Um, I'm open to options, you know? And Morgan nods and says, all of that is extremely fair. Don't necessarily disagree with the idea that pulling cards could diminish power, but um, we don't know for certain that that would be the fact. And uh, I am mildly concerned that it could go poorly. So everyone is free to do as they please. Just look at Frank. <laughs> like at the the uh, the mention of his name, everyone kind of cringes. You 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 get the sense that they knew about Frank. But Morgan nods and says, all right, well, I suppose I'll just start at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> well, you already know that uh, we came from a place called Liber Aula. It is on a different plane than this one. Um, 
you think of it almost like an alternate parallel dimension where we exist simultaneously but outside of the time and space that you are aware of and uh, it's it's just a different plane like in dnd as dnd but like planar shifts and like planar travel are not concepts that the point has been familiar with liber aula is a hyper militaristic society uh, the, the military in general is just a, a concept here you've had no need for it since you've existed but back there it was very much necessary we were under the impression that we had discovered the secret to true unity, balance, and happiness in the universe, and it was our, not just our duty, but our, our true moral obligation to spread that knowledge to others. And we believed that we were doing good by spreading that message. We particularly were tapped as a, a research group to develop a craft that would allow for planar travel to spread the message beyond our own dimension, essentially. Throughout the creation of that planar craft, it became... She sighs and kind of rubs her eyes. Nothing changed about Libraola. It was the same as it had always been, but our perception changed. We couldn't overlook anymore the fact that we weren't doing the good that we thought we were doing. We were invaders. I didn't want to be that. We didn't want to be that. So we defected. And we used the half-finished craft that we had developed to try and escape. Not all of us made it. And we crashed on that beach that you saw. And truly, we all we all would have died if not for... And she, like, her eyes dart to Gideon. And then she sort of looks at the ground. Like, she's trying not to look at him. We all would have died if not for Nathaniel. So, um, the people on that beach were kind enough to take us in and to teach us their ways and to accept us. And everything we have done since then has been a matter of trying to survive. Because Lyra Aula does not like to lose people. It does not especially like to lose people that were as high rank as we are. The magics that make your city were well known to the people on that beach. And they warned us not to go up there. Because if you can make anything true just by enough people believing it, how do you function? When foundational truths of the universe can shift on a whim, how do you function? Yes, Mr. Fettelbind. So... Are the magics your magics, or are the magics a local thing? The magics are a local thing, as far as actually Aaliyah and I have been working on a research paper about it. Um, we are calling it the Commensurate. We don't really know what else to call it, but essentially, uh, the magics have always been here. It is, it is a we believe, a regional area of effect magic. We don't quite know where it comes from. We don't know quite how far it extends. Other than that, it does not extend to the beach. And it does extend down into the cavern where Mallory currently is. That's as much as we know. We're, we're working on it, but um, all things considered, it hasn't exactly been the uh, main focus of our research thus far. Uh, yes, uh, Miss Donahue McKay. So are you saying that if enough people believe that somebody can be alive again, they could be alive again? Yes. Well, uh, well. That gets to be pretty dangerous, but it's an interesting thought for sure. 
Of course it is, but trying to convince people is often more dangerous than than you might think, and we have learned that the hard way. Um, we spent significant time on that beach. Liber Aula sent strike teams after us that ended in the deaths of many of the people who lived there. Um, they attempted to protect us out of the kindness of their hearts, and they suffered greatly for it. We um, decided that we could not put them in danger anymore. And Aaliyah cuts her off and says, you don't have to sanitize it. it honestly, we weren't trying to protect them. Maybe Morgan was. I wasn't. I will be completely honest about that. I wanted to hide. I wanted to escape. I didn't want to die. So we came here. And and she trails off and Morgan says, No, I think you are the right person to tell this part. Why don't you tell them what you did, Aaliyah? And it's sort of accusatory, but not quite. It's like she's trying to be accusatory and she can't quite manage it. And Aaliyah sighs and says... We had been informed of the way that the magic on this mountain works. We had been told not to come here. We had been told that the truth up here was quote-unquote unpure. Which, okay, you can believe whatever you believe, but something that powerful to be just left unutilized? When here we were, desperate for a way to stay alive, surely there was something that we could do. So, we ran with (laughs) guns and bombs and terrible attackers at our back and we made it up here and I decided that the best place that we could possibly hide would be a giant city filled with millions of people and since the group of us were the only people up here at the time if we all believed it it would be true so I may or may not have in the moment performed a memory modification spell to make my comrades believe that there had always been a city here yes Miss Donahay McKay so there has to be a critical mass of belief, essentially. What percentage constitutes a critical mass? Aaliyah's already light bulb eyes light up and she nods and points to you, Aoife, and says, that's an extremely good question and honestly not one that we have a direct answer for. We do know that it is at least a simple majority. Sometimes it feels like it needs to be more than that, but we don't quite know. It's, it's a very hard mechanism to measure. Have you... Have you- been able to potentially kind of section off an area to create a subdivision to test out any theories? The thought has crossed my mind. I have not gotten much support from my compatriots. Sure, sure. And Morgan sighs and says, we don't know even how we would do that. Are you talking about a people corral, Orion? We are not making a people corral to test them. Not a people corral, Ginny. I understand. They are as real as you. I I was thinking more like if you all were able to section yourselves off into what would be kind of your own area, could do some experiments. Consent is given. You could just all think like one at a time, there's a bunny in front of me, right? But you have to believe it, not just think it, correct? Yeah, well, Leah's got access to memory modification spells and as long as again everybody gives consent there cannot be informed consent given because the second you know that this is the way the world works it It no no longer longer works works. right that is why we have been keeping this a secret because if the majority of the city finds out that this is the truth there's a very real possibility that the city and everyone who was born into it could cease to exist entirely. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'd like to be alive still, sure. Yes, Miss Donahue McKay. What about, and she gestures to Brenna and Gideon, 
entities that existed outside of whatever continuum this is, but were born into it. She she looks at, at Gideon. I never thought that, that we would have a problem with you because you regenerated from the crystal as I designed it. So your body, the, the way that you are, it was always the same as it was. So you are still you, if that makes sense. He starts like making a very uncomfortable face and she cuts him off before he can say anything. Whoever you identify as is not the problem. Your body is your body. And that was never going to be in danger. And she looks at you, Brenna. You are a bit of a different case um, as your regenerative crystal was spitefully destroyed and we had to take uh, extreme measures to possibly ensure your continued survival. So clearly you made it out and you're fine. So I guess you're fine. Great. Are we though? Well, you're not dead. Not yet. Well, third time's the charm. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. It's a little funny. How do we know? Is there any way to know which of us or what part of us may be the remainder of that crystal? Because (laughs) I will tell you now that there are currently two very different schools of thought going on in this singular body. And it would be lovely to have any sort of proof one way or the other. Uh, I have to do tests, I am sure. Would it be possible to separate Brenna and Brave? Preferably. I figured that would probably be the case. Yes. She and I are on the same page about very little. We are on the same page about this one. Oh, good. I'm glad we found some common ground. Wasn't talking to you. It it would make their social (laughs) lives way easier. Feasibly, there would have to be a way. Sure. Uh, The the foundational aspect of this city is that nothing is impossible. I think we're going to have to find a different way than trying to get everybody to believe in it. If we could slap Mallory back together, could you help us reverse engineer that to unslap them together okay but i don't want to risk killing either of my friends as oh, opposed to talking uh, about killing anybody they could very much die both of them sure. i don't actually think it would be a problem however i have seen you raised back from a baby once and i don't want to see it again and we're not sure if it would even work a second time based on the distribution of the crystal and whether or not it would happen again well, it happened a second time. It might not happen a third time. And you lot have terrible taste in parents. I'm just saying, like, potentially having Brenna and Braith at the same time, like, that's that's more capabilities for us. Believe so. me, Orion, I have given that a lot of thought. Oh, come on. No, <laughs> God Jenny, come damn on. it, Jenny! I, I, I would certainly be open to this. I am absolutely interested in experimenting. Um, there's another possibility, which I am certain you will not... Enjoy. Okay. The rest of this has been so much fun. Who in particular would not enjoy? All of us or just like particular people here? And she points at Brenna and Braith. I think that was probably the case, yeah. I truly do hate to tell you this, but you are both the extreme personality uh, aspects of our commander. Oh, Braith. <laughs> She's trying so fucking hard, and she's baby. stuck. She just Poor rolled baby. that one. Oh, baby, no, baby girl, sleep. She's not even listening anymore. She's like, la 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 la. You really are both just sort of the most extreme personality aspects of our commander. You are very much her, as we knew her the most, and actually, it's quite comforting in a bizarre and terrible sort of way. I'm glad to hear someone here takes me as comforting 
even if it's bizarre and terrible. Ethan's just side-eyeing Aaliyah real hard. She looks at Ethan and goes, weird things happen when you trauma bond. Um, <laughs> you know what? I texted Paige that exact sentence yeah. like 12 yeah, times. Yeah, just like, you know what? That one's fair. Uh, the other you, the one calling herself Braith, that is also our commander, but a part of herself that she buried very deeply because you can't show weakness in Lyba Aula, you'll die. So you're both her. Mm, we that's sweet. could feasibly put the pieces together again. Maybe. Absolutely not. And then we oh, wouldn't have on, to make another money. Not. No, and risk losing myself and what I've built here for the last however many so years. So what I'm hearing is that she's just a coping mechanism? I mean, I don't want to really. kill Braith oh, or Brady. Now, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to oh, those dice and pick different ones. Uh, again, I will say the importance. I feel like if we were going to do that, they would both need to consent properly at this point. Absolutely, because we are two distinct individuals, but neither one of them are full people. <laughs> they are, though. No, they're not. We have lived full lives here. Neither of them is the full person you like, but we're a little it's past not about what you liking. like, because that stuck us here. It's not about Inside liking. A guard. That one. It is not about liking. There's an 11, if... so it's double, double ones. <laughs> it, look, of course I want my friend back, but I am trying to remain neutral. Okay, you have both lived full and separate lives. Fantastic. Wonderful. That was a fluke. That was an experiment that went wrong. So is this. And Ginny gestures broadly around. There was a child before you burst into that house. There was a developing person there before you ever showed up and darkened my parents' doorstep. And you are telling me now that whoever was there before you never existed? The mage hand is snapping. <laughs> It, it isn't that she didn't exist. It's that she isn't as important. Really making me feel bad for her. Come on, come on. Fucker, that's oh. a two. Brace and and a Morgan, day. Morgan holds up her hand at that and says, all right, I think you've lost your ability to be neutral here. Step back. I agree with you that there are probably the two different personality aspects here, but I also agree that they are two fully distinct people there's no failed experiment here there's just there's two people okay and whatever decision is made about how those two people are going to exist does not have to be made today thank you for sharing the options Aaliyah all of that being said when we came here and we made this city truly we were just trying to hide we experienced a great deal of loss a uh particularly adept strike team infiltrated the city and they are still here and we lost we lost uh two of you none of us handled that particularly well constantine least of all and that is where we get to the kidnapping as you have put it finger guns with the help of the infiltrated strike team our previous leaders made their way here with their, not children exactly, but close enough, in an attempt to lord over us, essentially, uh, strike fear in our hearts. And Constantine, um, Constantine lost his shit. Constantine lost his shit and kidnapped two children. <laughs> and, and Charlie goes, 
So one was, who was, who was the other? I hope Charlie is close enough for me to put a hand on their shoulder. <laughs> I was going to say, Brenda reaches over and just pats Charlie. <laughs> and like, they, they, they are asking the question in a way that very clearly indicates that they have already figured it out at this point. Now I've but, got that arm on around them and just yeah. kind of them in as best as I can Charlie. while still yeah. mage handing will go over and group hug. <laughs> I am just in Ryan, like a backpack. Every, everyone is just sort of draped over Charlie, bleeding on them profusely. Sweet uh, baby, sweet baby. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, Chuck, I, I have the, f the first however many years of your life in my head because I picked the wrong one when we were out at the bitch's... Uh, Fog Shack earlier. I'm here. I can hear you. They know. They know. <laughs> I have one other question. Mm, what? Uh, you said not children exactly. Am I supposed to be a copy of, of her? Yes. They fucked that one up. Like in some pretty significant ways, actually. I guess I don't know her whole story. You were both very early iterations of a cloning project. That's all I know. But this was Azure's son, correct? Yes. This was Azure's son. Hmm. Is this one of the things that I know about too? You don't know about this because it was in Owlin and Brenna did not tell you about that part. Brenna! <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's that? Oh, it's in the part of the book you couldn't read. Yes, <laughs> See, this you. is why I wanted to read the book. Rub it in. <laughs> Also, the blue headlights would look really good with my skin. They absolutely would, actually. You know, maybe we should let Ginny read the book. Can I read the book? I want to read the book. Please don't read the book. No I'm one else needs opposed. to. That book has caused enough trouble as it is. That book is a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> she, she looks like she wants to say something, and she she shuts her mouth. We're in a we're in a truthful zone here. Not this a is not about truth. Truthful zone, but. This is about causing harm. I don't want to, and Aaliyah says, no, say it, Morgan, say it, please, by all means, say it. And Morgan looks her dead in the eye and says, that book killed your husband. Not directly, but that book killed your husband. You needed it. And you broke our fucking timeline and that's why we had to leave early and that's why we were rushing and that's why Henry died. And Aaliyah leaves the room. Bye. So I am an elemental, though, right? And Morgan nods. No, you you are um, your mother, quote unquote, General Eliza Duke. She was not Aulin, bred and born. Te technically, very few of us were. Most of us were from what we later determined were conquered species. The only true Aulin is actually Constantine, to be entirely honest. Um, but your mother... Uh, came from a, a an elemental species, yes. Neat! And she's why Red hates me, like, just on sight. Persuasion check. Mm, persuasion. Oh, right, that's a 10. So that's a 24. <laughs> Aren't you? She walked me into the wrong room, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Morgan smiles a sad little smile and sort of watches Aaliyah go, who was like, looking at her feet and you hear like the door open and close morgan waits sort of like staring at her back for a long time we've all lost a lot Aaliyah lost the most certain of her futures after we 
reappropriated you and Charlie here. Um, there you don't was... really have to clean it up. I'm not that mad about it anymore. I just don't like the word. Um, it is what it is. I, um, there was, after we wiped your memories, there was, um, debate on who would take each of you. Um, Constantine insisted on taking you, Charlie, um, to protect you and also, you, you know he's your uncle, right? And Charlie... I don't know if they knew that. We, we got that out of him one time. No, I, I didn't... Nobody, nobody, nobody told me that. Okay, hey, it's fine. It's okay. It's all right. They, it's all they right. like, kneel down, Orion, and, like, just sort of hug you and, like, bury their face in, in your neck, and they're like, I want to go anywhere oh, else. I don't want to be right. here anymore. This it's is right. a bad place. This it's is a bad right. place. It's all right. A little bit longer. Orion's just going to stroke their hair. It's fine. All My right. precious angel child. Um, Morgan winces and says, I... That is why Constantine was very set on taking you. Um, Aaliyah had had plans for her life. She had a husband and eventually desperately wanted to have children of her own. And um, when Henry died, that sort of was removed from her. And when there was a six-year-old child essentially available for adoption, she was very adamant that she should be the one to take care of them. And since she was in the throes of a very cursed book, we decided that that might not be the best path forward. I mean, so, yeah, I definitely would have read it like 10 years ago. Uh, sure, there's also that, but also I, I, Aaliyah is my very dear friend. I cannot see a world in which she would have been an adequate mother. Eh, six of one, half dozen of the other in terms of the warmth I got, so... We it didn't have much of a way of, of knowing, so we had... Um, she is was my the only mom, hmm? is my mom from here she then? is from here yes how did she get down into the pit sheer luck as far as we've been able to tell there was an additional tunnel that has since been blocked up but we don't know how exactly she found it other than yeah, you, she was a scavenger that was how she made her living before she became the powerhouse that she is now um, hmm. but she got involved with us well she got involved with one of us, and from there on out, it became... How, who who she get involved with? <laughs> Morgan, Mor Morgan makes that face. Mor Morgan bites her lip. Morgan, I need you to look at me in the eye right now. Did you fuck my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Did you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? <laughs> and Morgan goes, oh, no, 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 not me, not me, not me. Did Aaliyah fucking Shitty, you remember back oh, as a no. throwaway in a conversation when Constantine said, I was about to come to your house and that wouldn't be good. I'm not allowed in your house anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it's at least not red. It, but she also became... <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. He is your dad. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he's not your dad, no. Uh, but, um... Science oh. is my dad. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Morgan, like, makes a face that indicates that she's very sorry to be sharing this information with you. But she says, um, uh, Gallia and Constantine became very fond of each other for a pretty short period of time. But she remained friends with Mallory, or whatever entity Mallory was at the time. And it seemed... Galia was not able to have children of her own, and she seemed a, a, a 
well put together person capable of supporting someone we didn't really take into consideration the uh, sort of personality one might need to have to find constantine attractive um <laughs> yes, Orion, Orion. <sighs> please be delicate with whatever questions you're about to ask because <laughs> i gotta be honest i am i am just timing the minutes till i can go throw up about something else Lovely. charlie reaches up to like grab your arm and sort of like pulls you down to the floor and like pulls you into the hug orion pile bring it in Ginny. bring it in there's plenty of room here i just had a quick question about a timeline thing here you're speaking of whatever entity that mallory was how long has mallory been sort of two things what happened to her when leo was performing her memory modification spell um she and Mallory were having an argument, and Aaliyah said some cruel things. It was all a blur, the way that we actually made this city, because yes, Aaliyah implanted the memory of there having been a city here, but oh. didn't... didn't she convinced herself she's nothing, and there she was a big enough ratio. That is what we think happened. Mallory was... She didn't seem young at the time because we start very early in Liber Aula, but I know now Mallory was very young. And she had a lot of feelings and blamed herself for a lot of things and had a lot of anger towards us, towards the universe, towards where we came from, towards herself. And I truly believe that just the combination of an unknown magic plus a volatile spell that messes with people's memories made her into what she is. We had no way of knowing that's what would happen. We had no way of knowing any of this would happen. We were just trying to stay alive. But that is how we believe Mallory became both of these entities. So just for my own clarification here, a city that was built on the illusion of self-preservation and selfishness has turned out to be a city in which a shit ton of people suffer all the time. Except for the ones who are selfishly preserving themselves. To put that little asterisk in there. I think it's a worthwhile asterisk. little footnote, you know? Is this what she, it, they mean by burning the city to the ground and starting over? Erasing the memory of the thought of these people existing and rebuilding it in a way that isn't perhaps as terrible as Miss Donna Hay McKay has noted? But that is also a lot of extant eggs to have to crack for that omelet. Really? With what just happened, is eggs the best metaphor? All I can think of is the wet eggs. I mean... Can you guys all stop making me agree with her? <laughs> no, I need I us to be friends. I am having an emotional crisis about this. <laughs> Listen, I think the, first, the more time we spend with Brenna, the more agreeable we are finding. Maybe... Uh, mm. I, oh, you have, okay. we, That's true. Was, you have only really been around me for maybe a total of five minutes so far, and you never know. Did you want to have lunch with us after this? Maybe we can just kind of have some some nice <laughs> nope. conversations. Nope. Nope. You know, I, in fact, want to know, to know. I in fact really want to know how my husband ended up in Mallory's hole. <laughs> I want the truth. Of <laughs> <laughs> I've also given that a lot of thought. <laughs> oh, no. 
we already found out how Constantine ended up in Ginny's mom's hole, so now we've got to figure out how. She ended up in Constantine's hole first. That's, to be you know fair. what? You're right. You super, super I'm right. I'm a fucking switch. Let's just go through this. Who's been in whose hole, when, where, why? We need to make a list of whose holes and whose peoples have been in whose holes. See, now you sound like Braith again somehow, because you sound so hesitant about that one. Charlie is crying harder. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But Sweetie, it's I would, fine. I would I would really like to know how she gets souls. Also, I want to know what actually happened in the fog the night that he died. And she is, I think, Aoife is just like dead-eyeing Brenna at this point. I'm guessing somebody else might want to know, too. The curiosity had crossed my mind, yes. I mean, I could take it or leave it. Wasn't dead-eyeing you, Jenny? I, you know, we're here. We're here for the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, whatever kind of truth comes out of this, I suppose, is beneficial. As I understand it, I wasn't there, but as I understand it, your husband was unfortunately caught in the crossfire of a plan that the aforementioned strike team members had put into place. They uh, have a, a member amongst them by the name of Hazel Toll. Shapeshifter, right? Captain Toll can, in fact, change their shape at will, and. We believe that knowing who you two were or are or used to be attempted to remove you from the playing field. You were, whether you are now or not, you were at one point, metaphorically, the head of the snake. Cut that off and they assumed that perhaps we would be even less organized than we already are now, though I truly don't see how that's possible. But I believe that they lured you into the fog under false pretenses. I'm uncertain of what they are, but attempted to use that as, as a way to remove you permanently, um, knowing that they had very nearly done it before. It just so happened that uh, Aaliyah lives in the fog, so she was able to uh, determine um, what was happening and thankfully bring as much of you as she could to safety as possible. Your husband, Mr. Onahay McKay was unfortunately just a very good man trying to do a very good job and he paid for it with his life or at least his body. Is very good man? Is. Excuse me. So, but then how did the met, the metal body and, and the little porcelain girl, how'd she grab him? That is all urban legend. All of the things that happen in the fog happen because people believe that's what happens. The stories of the lost girl have spread, and even if people don't talk about them, enough people quietly believe that that's the truth. Enough people believe that that's the truth, that that is what happens. Now, if you die in the fog, your soul goes to the lost girl. In the fog, you die for real. Not 20, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome back, baby! <laughs> then why didn't hers? Why is she back? Why is she in my head? Why didn't hers go to the lost girl when we died in the fog? Oh, welcome back, Braith. You seem Thank meaner. You. Um, just a little upset. It's been a long uh, 30 minutes of trying to get yeah. out of there, and it hasn't worked. And this um, is going to hug Braith. She's going to hug her back Mage, real hard. Mage Hand is offering Braith popcorn. <laughs> oh, this is, this is very bring, good bring, popcorn. Bring it in, bring it in. Uh, we got a thing going on down here if you can join in anytime. Absolutely. Charlie reaches out their other arm and just sort of gropes in the air. Totally. Like they're inviting you. <laughs> yep. uh, Braith is going to join the, the cuddle pile, but still staring at Morgan. She never died. And she points to the whiteboard that's talking about Brenna. 
Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Um, what no does crystal. that mean? No crystal manifested. When we are dying, you know, you start. And Gideon, who's been staring at the floor, kind of dead-eyed this whole time, speaks up for the first time. When I went down in the fog, I started choking on something, and I thought it was blood, but it was hard. And Minnie bites her lip, and Gideon immediately flicks her in the ear and says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can't be worse than saying that my husband ended up in the lost girl's hole. <laughs> yes, our phrasing has been particularly terrible this afternoon, hasn't yeah, it? We've done, we've done yeah. a bad job. We're all very hurt, but I... Uh, Gotta get some humor in here somewhere. Yeah. It was... I it, And Morgan nods and says, that would have been your crystal. But when you stopped dying, the crystal no longer had a need to manifest and dissipated. That is how Aaliyah designed it. So if she had died, there would be a crystal. And Aaliyah looked for one. There wasn't. Again, Braith, sorry not to be indelicate. Um, oh. to, to, to the point that, that Aaliyah was trying to make earlier, as, as shitty as it was said... They each have basically half a crystal in them, though, so wouldn't it take both of them to produce a crystal? Uncertain. We are. We don't if, know where if the they split. Each could, if they each definitely produce a crystal, then she doesn't have a leg to stand on on they're not a complete person. So if she didn't, that means she's right. We're not each a complete person, we are two halves of a whole. She's looking at it through too narrow of a scope, I still think you're both two people. Her consciousness is still in you, so... If she never, from my standpoint, she never died at all. So we can't even make that a, a assumption and that hypothesis because there's no hypothesis to study. But she wasn't there. For years, she wasn't there. She wasn't there until I went and stuck my foolish head into the fog. Things happen in the fog. Doesn't mean she wasn't always there. It just means maybe there was just enough chaos to let her out again. I don't know. Oh, shit. Hey Morgan, everything she took out of me is is in the is in the bottle, right? Like there wasn't there there wasn't two brain extractions on us. No, just the one. Sick. Hey, can I get the Duke bottle? I want to see like who we came to town with. Well, it's just around one extraction, but it is technically in two bottles, so really, you're right both ways. Why is it in two bottles? It was in one bottle. It was in one bottle. Um, but Shitty Kai did a thing. Rinny messed with my mind? Uh, to be fair, well, she didn't... messes with everybody's mind all the time. She didn't do it on purpose this <laughs> she, time. She did. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know they were yours. Okay, um, but... but it, yes, if, she absolutely... If the vials are out, Ginny will be reaching for them saying, okay, but if this has any of your mom's gross brain juice on it, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't know that she washed the bottle first, actually, so it might... <laughs> Um, but speaking of that, is there any reason for me not to have mine as well? D do you both get the memories or does it override and, and, and merge you two is, is my fear there. But I, I, I think everybody should have their memories. If it wouldn't possibly kill me and make me work with the Red Queen, I'd give Charlie back theirs. I also don't know that Charlie really wants theirs. Charlie kind of looks up from Orion's shoulder and like they're they are like a red-faced snotty mess. Do I want to know? What? I don't think I'm I can answer that for you, bud. Regarding your memories, and she looks at you, Braith. 
if you want them, there's no reason you can't have them. How they will affect you, they won't hurt you because they are yours. The question is whether or not you identify with them. The question is whether or not you decide that they are your memories, or if they are the memories of someone that you used to identify with or be, and someone that means nothing to you. I don't know, um... I don't know which it would be. I don't either, but, um... I'm ready to find out. Jenny now throws their arms around Braith's neck and says, I don't want to have to make friends with you a third time. <laughs> uh... That, that is as close to hoping you don't die as they're willing to express right now. Wraith tears up a little bit, fully understanding the weight of the sentiment. <laughs> Orion, Orion just kind of like, I'll be, I'll be back. It's fine. I'll be back. And goes over and and uh, and takes Wraith's hand. This is a hard thing, I know. We can be here surrounding you so that we can be a, a friendly presence for you if that is what you need. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, but we can try and 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 keep you grounded at the very least. Uh, there's a, a fundamental difference that uh, my sister mentioned in how we want to approach this. And that's because everything that I hold dear in this forsaken city is in this room at the moment. As you say that, Braith, um, Gideon kind of steps up to look you in the eye. Are you sure you want to do this? It, um, it doesn't mean that you have to. Your decision is still your decision. And if you want to keep only the life you've built here, then I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, um, I don't, I don't truly know who I am other than the inconvenience attached to Brenna. And, uh, I need to know more. You were never the inconvenience attached to her. I need you to know that. I know your mother always made you feel that way, and I know that not a lot of people kind of went out of their way to make you feel any different, because you really tried to blend into the background, but you never blended into the background for me. Kissers. Oh. Wait, 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 what was that roll, Paige? <laughs> Bravery. <laughs> okay, okay. It was low. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. It's kiss her. Orion is just like so close to just casting heroism. <laughs> From the back of the room, Constantine, who had snuck back into the very beginning of this with a dirty 20, which did, uh, <laughs> which went past all of your fucking- Oh, hey, you didn't act weird. Good job. <laughs> I was told not to fucking be here for the conversation, so I wasn't here for the conversation. Sounds like that conversation is fucking over, and if people are going to be drinking memories, I want to be here to support. And he reaches up and takes his hat off, and the old man illusion fades. Charlie sees this and immediately starts crying. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. Fucking Charlie, we're doing great. We're doing great, sweetie. You keep calling me sweetie, and I don't know what that means either. It's fine. I'm trying to comfort you. Write about fifty thousand words on this and this. Are you my dad or my lover? I need a croissant ASAP. I can maybe come in and help you first. No, Chris. Get out. He takes the hat off and sort of tosses it onto an empty space on one of the nearby bookshelves. And 
as the illusion fades, you you guys all see Gideon's eyes go wide, and he steps back a couple of feet and like bumps into the desk. I had dreams about you. Oh, that's gonna make him feel away. And <laughs> Constantine kind of snorts and says, "Yeah, but I bet you fucking did. You drinking them or not? Both of you." I mean, I am. It should be fine. This has always been a failsafe that we had. We've just never had to fucking use it before. And um, it would be real difficult to make another if it came down to it. So I'm really trying to be normal here. Uh, Just be sure you fucking want it. Just be sure. Just be sure you fucking want it. Because there's no going back. Um, Can I cast Bless on... Gideon and Kai and well, add Jenny as they are drinking their memories. Okay. As you know, you start casting buffing magic, Constantine sort of leans over his shoulder and goes, Aaliyah, they're gonna do it. You might want to be here. Jenny sits the two of them down on either side of them in a little ring of the three and starts playing basically an advanced patty cake to the rhythm of the cup song. <laughs> Amazing. Braith absolutely does not keep up. There's no way her dexterity is good enough for that. After it gets started, she does, because it's just part of my thing. And my hair starts glowing like an aurora borealis. Ooh. And I cast Intellect Fortress at fourth level. So you and Gideon now have resistance to psychic damage as well as advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws for as long as I can concentrate on it. Damn, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Sexy. So overcome those memories, y'all. So you guys start buffing, and a a minute or two later, Aaliyah does walk back into the room. She has uh, very obviously been crying, but is not anymore, and is pretending like it didn't happen. So you guys, you guys do your buffs, and you guys watch as Morgan goes to the big box that had been on one of the shelves and takes it and sets it down on the desk and opens it. And inside you see, if 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 the bottles had been bottles before, these are like thermoses. Um, they're huge. Chug, the growler chug, chug, of memories. Chug, chug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are They are huge. This will be difficult to get down. But... This is a gallon memory challenge. <laughs> uh... <laughs> hey, what up, guys? It's me, Buttfuck630, and I'm here. Smash that subscribe and like button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chug a whole gallon of memories and maybe die. If I die, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, so uh, the box is open. and I do have a fourth level masculine word if any of you go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, because we have so few hit points going into this also. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yay. Could we have taken a short rest while we're getting lord up? While you guys were lord dumping, I'll say, yeah, if you want to have taken a short rest, you're able to do that. So as all this is going on, Braith is going to, uh, you know, stop doing whatever cup game hand thing they're doing for just a second <laughs> um, and lean over and, and kind of grab Gideon's hand. Um, and it's Ginny per- lets you both go and just keeps doing it in the background to keep the spell going. Just like pretending they're not mm-hmm. looking, but like kind of like. <laughs> I can only hold this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Little help would be fucking nice. Do what you gotta do and then get out. Ginny um, very much wants Gideon to finally get to have a moment like this. So you do hear uh, the the click of a gun cocking from somewhere behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you probably hear the click of two guns cocking mm-hmm. behind you. Now that I'm remembering who's in the room. Yeah, uh. probably. 
Um, so she's going to cast Shield of Faith on him, first of all, mm-hmm. which grants two to his AC. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen when we do this. Um, if you want to do this, which again, it's entirely your choice. Um, you don't have to, certainly not on my account. Um, I don't know if we're going to- I would have burned a lower spell slot if you're not in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in, don't worry. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to come out the same people or if we're going to be able to differentiate or if it's all going to be different or if we're going to die. I don't know what any of it's going to happen. We have no idea. Um, but I, when- while we're still the people we are now, I don't want to um, not be those people anymore without, um, oh, fuck it. And then she just leans forward and kisses him. Yay! <laughs> Thank God. Jenny says right in your ear. Mm-hmm. She is pointedly trying to ignore all the gun clicking and the glares look, and the looking. Look. Look. is like jumping up and down and laughing in the background. Minnie, I'd take your gun away if I wasn't stuck here for magic. <laughs> so, um... You lean forward and you kiss Gideon. And you feel him go absolutely still in the moment. And uh, after a couple of seconds, you feel electricity sort of tingling on your lips. And it kind of arcs past, like, through your cheeks, down your neck. down. Your, and it's not like a uncomfortable electricity. It's Is like... Is it visible? Yeah. Dope. You guys watch as this, this sort of like very gentle, like electric blue energy sort of arcs down your, your cheeks, down your neck, down your shoulders as Gideon casts Shield of Faith on you. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> Full disclosure, you guys don't have to be part of the patty cake thing. I just wanted to have fun. <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful moment. I really need to get your sister out of your body because then that's the only weird thing left. <laughs> <laughs> Brent is back there somewhere going, well, not who I would have picked, but okay. <laughs> At least we're finally getting some action. It's about time. <laughs> hey, um, blame the other two. <laughs> and and Jenny, as you're doing Which your patty two? cakes. Hey, wait a minute. Which other two? Hold on. Oh, yeah, you, you weren't even paying attention. Aoife's the only one that broke up the graveyard fight. <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> not a great place to bone down. <laughs> have you tried? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal, but it, it works. Uh, I was a homeless teenager. <laughs> Bone down. <laughs> oh. Um. So, uh, Gideon casts Shield of Faith on you and kind of pulls back and is bright red and looks at you with an awkward smile and says, "Okay, I was. I kind of wanted to do that too, and I just really lost my nerve." Thank okay, you. Okay, good. I did too. Thank, a bunch of is times. Is thank you the appropriate thing uh, to say here? Sure, and thank you as I well. That Brian's was... shaking his head. No, I did a bad job. No, okay. okay. No, you did again. a great job. No, I have never. Boy, I sure wish I hadn't started this spell before you two did this. Kiss again. <laughs> I'm just sorry that I finally got the nerve in the room full of all of these people that are currently watching us and commenting on every part of this. We're I'm so really sorry. proud I of you, song. but we were kind of in the middle of a thing. And you hear constant from behind you say yeah we were kind of in the fucking middle of something we did send you out of the room you chose to come back sorry that came out maybe she is she is me. accurate right like, that was 100 right accurate you stand up for what you want stand up for what you believe in that was perfect also for the moment in this moment and i don't know what's going to happen in the next moment which was what i was trying to say to gideon but i'm going to say it to you as well we are not those people right now that is not nathaniel and i am not commander brenna braithwaite not right now and maybe we will be, but for this moment right here, this is our moment, this is our time, these are our lives. And I'm sorry if it hurts you, but that is the truth. Just drink the fucking memories. 
Just do it. Gladly. So who's going first? I was about to say, w- w- for for what it's worth, Jenny is waiting until they've both come to to go ahead and do theirs, since it wasn't their memories, but they've been on this ride before and would like to keep concentration going for the others. Mm-hmm. All right, we're That's here to be fair. your trip guide. All right, yeah, exactly. relax. <laughs> we're here to make a safe space for You're you. You're going to be our Sherpa. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say, I, I'm your hallucinogenic Sherpa. <laughs> Perfect. Probably not the first time that Jenny has been a hallucinogenic Sherpa. Ask Gideon. <laughs> That's exactly the memory that I had where Gideon's like, so this is what, this is drugs? This is how you drugs? <laughs> Shit. Okay, so Jenny, you're going to hold off until Braith and Gideon have done whatever it is that they're going to do so that you can keep concentration yep. on I am, just in case. I, I am currently paying, playing patty cake in the floor cross-legged with some phantom people, one bottle in each crook of each knee. <laughs> <laughs> Double fisting. So Gideon kind of squeezes her hand and says, what, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, maybe we do it at the same time so we don't lose our nerve. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Do the linked arms thing. It'll be cute. Okay. <laughs> it's not cute, Ginny. It's we also might like die. A, it's like a thermos. It's oh, not it's a cute like 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 thermos. It's going to be so, so cute. Much it's, it's very cute, too. This is so much liquid. It's, a, it's, it's not a even nod. really liquid. It's it helps if you relax your throat, both of you. Should we just do it? Maybe I do want these memories <laughs> to go away and be replaced by something else. I don't know about this. I don't Um... But as as Morgan is opening the box and she shoots like a very severe warning look at Constantine, who in his defense has not said anything else yet. Um, but she opens the box and these are thermoses, but they are still like crystal containers. And you see that they are labeled Brenna Braithwaite, Nathaniel Beckworth, Constantine Bibb, and Morgan Leckett. There is not one for Aaliyah. And she hands you... Brenna's, and she hands Gideon Nathaniel's. We we ha- haven't had to use these before, so good good luck. Um, we'll be here if anything goes wrong. We'll do our best, but uh, be be careful. If everyone can sort of be on the lookout for that, if you see them about to drop, please catch them. We cannot get these memories back. Aoife, that that thing you did where you made me drink the good water. That made me not feel like garbage anymore with the rubbing the throat. You're very good at that. Yeah, he was ready. It's just like pill brace. Fucking <laughs> 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 amazing. So uh, you guys pull the stopper out of the thermos, essentially. And the attention in the room is on the two of you, as I assume you try and drink as much of this potion in one go as possible. Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no, Gideon. No, Gideon. <sighs> I can't do anything. Ready with my mass healing word. Great. The four. <laughs> Yo. Do I see Gideon struggling? You see them both struggling hard. I think if I, if I saw Aoife going for Braith, um, I would probably step to try to be something for Gideon. I want to cast Enhance Ability and give Gideon uh, Bear's Endurance then, which would give Gideon advantage on constitution checks. So I actually could do that at fourth level and give it to both of them. So if you have something else you 
wanted to use you could that's that's literally all i have that is Reese. applicable to this situation oh, slide down cast grease yeah <laughs> i don't have grease prepared because i've never no. that's gonna make it come back up <laughs> no if you would have cast grease on them then the whole thermos could have just slid down just their slid down. orion casts heat metal <laughs> wait now i do sorry i do have a second level left so i can cast it on on braith and then save my masculine word if they go down that's yeah. a good idea yeah. okay cool so uh i will let this happen as sort of a reaction you guys see it's going badly um and so you you step in to try and, and assist them the best that you can. So Braith and Gideon can roll again. And, and Gideon hopefully... also gets four extra temporary hit points. Aww. Oh, yeah, you get 2d6 temporary hit points. Oh, damn. God. Awesome. Damn it, Gideon. Oh, no, Gids. That's, he got one better. It's an eight instead of a seven. Would it help if I gave him Jinspiration so he could uh, add a d8 to that? If he rolls a seven or above, yeah, DC's 15 on this. Okay, then Jenny says, I said relax your throat. <laughs> oh, an eight! Yay! <laughs> What'd you get, Edge? I rolled a two again. Hang on. <laughs> Jenny does a takeover toward Braith and says, got some bad news, Gideon. <laughs> hang on, hang on. What's Minnie's, because uh, Minnie, no, Minnie's a worse bard than you, so she'll have yeah. a lower. If God the damn twins it. die, can I just play Gideon instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Why not? Am... Awesome. I have the dialect down. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it, like or, it or not, not it's embedded. <laughs> I tell you, actually, I'll tell you what we can do here because everyone is is prepared for this. Everyone is is watching this happen. So I'm gonna say, Minnie is going to try and give you Bardic by um, saying the same thing. It's like, how many times do you have to fucking say it? Relax your throat. Why are you acting like you don't know what this means? He was like aggressively pilling. <laughs> aggressively pilling. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, a D6 to add to that. And then Charlie is going to essentially shoot like a little bolt of bolstering arcane magic at you while crying with crying yeah um so you get just a, a flat plus five with their flash of genius on this saving throw so, so you I have, have to roll a six you have to roll a d6 so it's five nine you will have to roll a six but it's <gasps> possible it's possible okay we're manifesting we're manifesting here we're manifesting. we go we're manifesting <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of it. I'm so happy. We are nothing if not clutch dice like, rollers. Do I have Holy anything? Holy shit! Else this I is the universe do. telling me it's time to make my own goddamn dice. Yeah! I've been putting it off, so it's time. Holy oh shit! So through a massive combined effort, you guys watch uh, Braith and Gideon start chugging this shit, and they are <laughs> struggling. Braith, Braith is gargling a little bit, and you can see like a little stream of it sort of running out the yeah. side of her mouth. Eva um, tips her head to get it back in. <laughs> Gideon starts like choking, like he's gonna like throw up or something. And Minnie just slaps him violently on the back and yells, get it the fuck together. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. And, and through a combination of magic and moral support, you guys are over the next 30 seconds or so able to down these memories successfully and the crystal bottles sit in front of you drained gideon and braith collapse on the ground unconscious this is over two centuries worth of memories 
it is just so infeasible that any one mind would be able to handle all of that information at once. And so it is like a psychic blackout and you go unconscious. Aaliyah will sort of walk over and like take both of your pulses and sort of check on you. So she nods and sort of sits back on her heels and says, we have no way of knowing for certain until they wake up. But as far as I can tell, they are in no physical or uh, emotional, mental danger of damage at this point. I, I, as far as I can tell, the memories are seeping back into where they were intended to be. It was just... Why did you say it like that? How else would I have said it? That's what's happening. Not by saying seeping. I mean, the, the their memories are, are creeping into their brain crevices and making it nice and moist with jello. I don't know what you want with me. Eva just looks like so haunted at Morgan. Why are you all like this? Once again, just an extreme amount of trauma. As this is happening, Constantine silently walks forward, kneels down next to Gideon, puts his hand on his shoulder, and you guys watch as a pair of spectral wings shoots out of his back. And he starts to glow, his eyes glow gold, and he casts healing hands on Gideon and gives him another 15 hit points because surprise guys, Alden's or Asimar. <laughs> and so he, he just heals Gideon and sort of sits back in a cross-legged position and just watches the two of you. Morgan and Aaliyah both turn to look at Jenny. Are you going to chug a lug or what? Jenny rolls their eyes while standing up and just goes ahead and whoop. You do not need to make any sort of a throw. These are a lot of memories, but it's the first six years of your life. You guys watch as Jenny's jaw goes slack, but they don't pass out. They don't seem to be in any danger. And Jenny, just a rush of six years of memories floods back into place. It's likely that you never asked a lot of questions about, hey, do I have holes in my memory? Because not a lot of people remember a whole lot of their life from before they were six. It didn't raise many questions. And now, as these memories are rushing back to you, you know, you can experience them for the second time. You have these now, like you have this information, uh, but it is all rushing by very quickly. You are absorbing this back very quickly. Um, you see yourself growing up in the place that you have seen in Erasmus' memories, this um, sort of stark white military complex. Uh, you see your yourself in the same sort of little white uniform that Erasmus had on, but you got pants instead of a little skirt because mm. gender. And you see yourself, you see yourself going to class with Erasmus specifically. It's just the two of you very often. And you are learning very different things than Erasmus, who's several years older than you. Um, but you are taught together as a duo. You see these professors coming in and teaching you things about military tactics and about managing the population and about propaganda and about how to manipulate people just a lot of a lot of a lot of uh not great lessons to be teaching a child and you get a lot of flashes of this woman who is your quote-unquote mother general eliza duke in public she is very smiley she is very charismatic the same life um, she's very smiley. She's very charismatic, but in a in a very distant and aloof kind of way. In private, though, when it is just the two of you, and it is very, very rarely just the two of you, she is a very warm person towards you. Damn. She is not shy with physical affection, giving you hugs, sort of messing with your hair, playing games with you, telling you she loves you. 
But when you step out into public, that persona is gone. Or the persona is back, depending on how you look at it. And you experience a lot of this. It's a lot of the same day after day after day after day. And the day where it gets different is the day when you are told that you will be given the chance to see what happens to defectors. And you'll get to use cool experimental new magics to get to see this. And you find yourself very excited in this moment. And Erasmus is very excited too. And you are transported along with Erasmus and your mother, General Duke, and the servitor, Vic Erasmus, Erasmus' quote-unquote father. And you guys are transported to the point where things very quickly go terribly wrong. There is a fight in a lab. There is a battle. There is an explosion. And suddenly... You are being held very tightly against somebody whose hand is around your mouth and there's a gun against your temple. And you are facing three people uh, in military uniforms that would have been caretakers of yours. You're facing your mother and you're facing the servitor. Uh, And you are standing in this decimated lab. And there are several dead people lying on the ground. And somewhere in this room, there's a baby crying. And you hear a familiar voice from behind you. So, you fucks finally got lucky on Azure Sun, huh? Not at the same time, looking at the age difference, but hey, you got lucky twice. I'm proud of you. I'm sure you can get lucky again. You're gonna have to, because I'm keeping these. And you stare sort of wide-eyed at the servitor, and then you kind of look to your right as the best as you can, and you see uh, Aaliyah sort of holding Erasmin by, by the shoulders, looking confused, and the servitor sort of laughs under his breath and says, Captain Viv, I am going to suggest that you... No captain's on the point, man. You're on my turf. Call me by my fucking name. And you hear your mother gently say, Constantine, let's work this out, okay? The children have no part in this. We just brought them here to... And Aaliyah cuts her off. No, we know why you brought them. You thought this was going to be your glorious moment? You thought you were finally going to end us and you wanted your progenies to see it and prepare themselves to do it to others in the future? Don't speak to us as if we don't know you, Eliza. We knew you very well for a very long time. And there's silence in the room before Constantine speaks up again. You killed Brenna. You... You killed Nate. You just killed our whole fucking research team, and from the sounds of it, you left a fucking baby without his goddamn parents. Morgan, you want to take care of the kid? And from somewhere in the back of the room that you can't see, you hear a voice saying, What do you think I've been doing? Oh, no, he's... Aaliyah, um... I'm gonna need your help. We're gonna have to do something about the poor deer's arm. And, uh, Constantine... You can feel Constantine sort of shrug behind you. Either way, you're not killing us. And even if you did... We're better at coming back than we used to be. No way of knowing that I just won't come back matter. And 50 fucking gold says that you'd be fine if I shot you in the face right now, but neither of these kids would be if I did it to them. And you hear a safety click off. And there's a very long silence. You hear your mother say, All right. And the servitor turns to look at her and says, Excuse me? I'm your general for a reason, sir. Sometimes you need to sacrifice a battle to win a war. your daughter that's my son or okay at the very least outlander terminology aside we've invested a a great deal of time and money into them haven't we it is my 
recommendation that we retreat for the time being and develop an appropriate response that eliminates potential damage to the our investments. Mom. And she she looks at you and you can see tears welling up in her eyes very quickly and she blinks them away and turns to Aaliyah and smiles. You're right, Aaliyah, you do know me. And I know you, and I know that none of you would willingly harm a child. And Constantine laughs and says, Yeah, I wouldn't have before, that's fucking true. But watching a goddamn shit fuck shapeshifter cut someone you care about's throat in the middle of motherfucking square tends to change a guy, you know? <laughs> Try me. I absolutely fucking dare you. And Eliza looks very nervously at you, but she... You see her, she wipes her expression entirely as the servitor looks at her. The servitor smiles and walks slowly over to Constantine and whispers in his ear, I'll find a way to bring him back to life and kill him again myself for this. Slow. And I'll make you watch. And I'll just keep doing it until it doesn't even mean anything to you anymore. Until it's all just meat and white noise. I'm really looking forward to making you regret this. And he steps back and looks over at Erasmin and nods and says, be good for your uncle, Erasmin. And then they are gone. And from then on, it gets a little bit fuzzy. These are where the memories start to get wonky because very shortly afterwards, there's arguments between the groups. Um, uh, Morgan has a badly injured baby in her arms. Uh, one of the baby's arms is crushed, essentially. Uh, and there's argument, and there's a lot of fighting between all of them, and you and Erasmin just sort of huddle in a corner, and she kind of wraps her arms around you and hugs you very close. And after a few minutes... You watch Aaliyah sort of storm over to you and sigh and put her hands on the side of your head and quietly say, I did not want this for any of you. I am very sorry that it has turned out this way, but we can't really go back now, can we? I wish for once we'd fucking think before we did something. And then your memories are... <laughs> so that is what you see. Ginny is now their, their very dull storm gray skin tone but still with the white, not electric, crackling hair. And they just sit there and slump and say, I don't want to play anymore right now. They didn't come back, did they? No. There's a reason that we left. Vic and Eliza are not good people. And as, as this is happening, and you know Jenny is slowly processing, Paige, you feel yourself sort of slowly coming back to consciousness, and your brain feels heavy. You have this swirling mass of memories that you know that you've internalized, but you haven't been able to pick them out individually. It's probably going to take you a little bit of time to sort of parse through them and understand really exactly what it is that you've absorbed and who this woman was and what she means to you. But for now, you are as you have always been, and you are conscious, and you see Gideon sort of stirring next to you, and he kind of uses the, the leg of the desk to sort of prop himself up against it. He's breathing pretty hard. Are you all right? I'm okay. Are you all right? Uh, I think so. Okay. And he kind of reaches out and grabs your hand and squeezes it again. She squeezes back, looks over at Jenny. Are, are you all right? I have a number of people I need to put knives through their hearts, but... I don't think anybody would be particularly surprised if nobody wanted to talk about the things they experienced currently. 
Um, I think we could call it a night and... We all uh, go take a long rest. I do have a date. Are you going to be okay for that? Eh, I have plenty of experience hanging out with imaginary friends. It'll be fine. I just uncovered world-shattering information and now have to go be a partner. Experience. I can't help but notice that this just keeps happening. <laughs> Buckle up. Amazing. While still bloodied from your earlier battle, um, and while potentially mentally a bit of a mess, all things considered, everyone is stable and functional. Aoife at least wants to bloat the idea of supercharging dispel magic on the mask. We got to deal with the Mallory situation, and we have to deal with it sooner rather than later. Yes, I agree with Aoife as much as there's a, a lot uh, to sort through and, and deal with, most of which I don't even see or know yet. I just sort yeah, of feel like fine. my head's full of jello now instead of this bottle. Soup. Um, my head is soup. 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 Well, thick I don't know soup. if that... Stew. Thick like, stew. Just Chunky. Oh, that's terrible. God, you're right. Oh, oh God, it feels like stew. Like jello. There's an album out there named it doesn't, it doesn't feel like chill. It doesn't feel chill. No, it's pretty terrible. Um, It's fine. It's good, and we're going to get through this, and then I'll plunge a dagger into Constantine's chest, and we'll see if there's anything left in there. Come on, I... Look. You held a gun to my head, man. It wasn't about... I owe you one back. It wasn't personal. Yeah, and this won't be either. It's just a one-for-one situation. I wasn't really going to shoot you, probably. And I'm not really going to stab you, probably. Schrodinger's knife, you know? (laughs) Schrodinger's knife versus Chekhov's gun. Who wins? Um, So all that said, um, I think that Aoife is right. We need to figure out what we're going to do about Mallory. Um, I know that Orion, you had a cannon thing idea, which I think is part and parcel with what Aoife was thinking. And we we need to do that. We need to do that now and take it take care of it before everything else uh, is what it is. Potentially myself, with the help of Leah, maybe we could come up with something. But I don't know that for sure. Leah shrugs and says, I would be more than happy to assist with uh, any sort of project. I just don't need to think about it being for Mallory. It can just be about for the good of science in general. Oh, we're definitely going to turn it on Vic after we're done. Trust on that. Absolutely nothing would make me happier. I kind of, kind of banked on that. Constantine kind of snorts and he like takes a cigarette out from somewhere in his jacket pocket and like puts it in his mouth and lights it and says, yeah, by all means, blow my fucking brother into the sun. I don't give a shit. He'll kill everybody in this room. He doesn't care if he gets what he wants and what he wants is power. Yeah, so so we, we, we do what they're trying to do and cut off the head of the snake. I mean, first Mallory. And I'll help with that, too. I, she was my friend. I love the kid. So. Then I think we have an accord on that. So I suppose the the step forward now is to try and make progress on some sort of machine that can supercharge a spell to focus specifically on the lost girl's mask. Thank you all again. I know you didn't ask to be involved in all of this. You snooped your way into quite a lot of it, but you really didn't have much of a way of knowing what exactly you were snooping into, and many of you were going to be involved with this at some point, regardless of whether you wanted to be or not. This just extended the timeline a bit. So you guys are all sort of filing out into sort of Morgan's office, so you guys still have a buffer in between uh, yourselves and the, the library, the gods' 
stay in that room that everyone else sort of files out and you you notice you all notice because he's not subtle about it gideon hard avoids looking anywhere near constantine as you guys sort of wander out listen i that was that was a lot um Ginny Gideon and 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 Braith. I'm not really sure where where you all are sitting with things, but um, I think we probably best bet to just kind of take a night. Um, I'm going to try and connect with Aaliyah and see if we can't get started on something. Um, Aoife, I was just wondering, did you find anything interesting when you were searching the bookcase? I found some notes, but it just basically devolved into them arguing again. It's like, why would they write it down? They're just arguing. I don't get it. <laughs> Who's writing it down? Too. Aoife I just, hands like, Orion the. I was waiting until we were out here to give this to you and want you to have to process it in there. It's just a summary of what they have been trying to do and what they accomplished. Like basically like, you know how you had to do like the, the like one page reports when you're doing like science experiments in high school or college or whatever. Yeah. I forgot what they're called. It's basically one of those. So it's only like a page or two and it's just a very high level summary. So you're able to scan that and get, sort of the the report progress of this operation that your parents were working on about trying to get souls back into bodies and how they had been able to locate the soul, but they hadn't been able to bind it back into a bespoke body yet. Um, also, Jenny, looking back on that memory, you had seen amongst the dead people in the room, two of them were very small figures. And all things considered, with like a small child having lost an arm in that attack, you can probably put some stuff together. Ginny is now shuffling the flying machine schematics on top of the soul schematics while saying, oh, by the way, they killed your parents and crippled you. Who did? What? The the strike team, I guess. I wh- Whoever came with, with, with my mom and Charlie's dad, well, the, the bad us, when, when they came, they blew up the lab that, that she had your parents working in to do whatever and... And you were crying in the background, so she she went and took care of you. And it said that your arm was, I, I'm assuming that's the the this part here. Um, now, yeah. Yeah, I thought losing my parents made my life truly tragic, but you know, having parents that just died in a random explosion that clearly has nothing to do with any of this is totally fine. So you're saying that you remember this? This came from your memories. You were there. Did did you not hear the part where they where they brought the 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 six and twelve year old with them? I have a lot of questions. I'm fairly certain that you can't answer any of them, though. I might be able to, but I was a six year old. I'm gonna go and talk to Aaliyah, who probably can answer more of those questions. Charlie kind of grabs your shoulder, Orion. She's the one that could do this spell to get my memories back. It seems that way, Charlie. I. I don't want you to feel like you have to do this, though. This is on you if you are comfortable with the way that your life is now. I have literally never been comfortable. End sentence. Um, Jimmy throws up a high five and just says mood. <laughs> they, they, like, they like pet the palm of your hand weirdly. We're going to work on that one. <laughs> I just... if. If there's, if all of this is true, which it sounds like it is, and maybe I, if there's something that I could do to help based around mem- memory stuff, if we can figure out a way to not make sure that Jenny doesn't get hurt, I feel like I should do it. 
I don't think it really matters if I want to or not. If I can help, I should help. Right? And they kind of look awkwardly at all of you. Look, Charlie, why, why don't you and I go back to the bar and we'll have like some milk and cookies. And you can just calm down and think about it and we can sleep on it. And I think we're all going to feel a little better once we get some sleep. All of us, we all had a pretty rough day today and Orion will have a little more information tomorrow and we will, uh, and you and Orion can, you know, I'll make sure that we have some croissants at the bar and you guys can have breakfast. They cry in your shoulder a little bit. So unless anyone else has anything that they would like to do, everyone but Orion sort of files out. Um, Braith Gideon is going to ask if he can walk you back to your house. Uh, I think it's not only a good idea, but I would like that very much. I think it's a Thank great you. idea. Guys. I think that's a great idea too. I'm going to walk with you as well. We and Gideon, hey, Minnie, let's Gideon, come on, Minnie. I need your help over here. Gideon full does the hand on the forehead of the short person <laughs> and goes, "The fuck you are." <laughs> I am so proud of you right now, kids. Shut up. Come on, Manny. First drink's free. Yay! This is all I really wanted. Validate me. So you guys file out. Uh, Orion, you are you are free to go back inside. He composes himself um, for just a moment. He doesn't usually have a hard time doing that, but he's 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 never really felt like he's needed a moment before he's needed to approach something, but... At this moment, Orion is feeling a little overwhelmed um, and kind of wishing he had somebody there with him, but he's not going to be the person to ask for that. Um, I was going to say, did we, did we get this vibe? Because like the whole the whole and only reason that I feel like most of us left was the, the like, no, I want to do this separately, wink, wink, wink. That's what wink. I'm saying is specifically, like Orion's never going to ask for that. like, And he will never give any indication that he needs anything other than his notebooks and science. Um, Orion, Orion just kind of like, straightens his vest and walks in. Orion, you you make your way into the restricted section again. It is it is dead silent uh, as you walk in and, and you sort of walk back up to the desk and um, you see that Morgan is sort of sit- seated in the one chair behind the desk with her head in her hands. Um, Aaliyah is uh, uh, perched sort of on the edge of the desk looking down at her feet and Constantine is sort of leaning against the wall in the corner kind of finishing up his cigarette and not looking at either of them. So we have plenty of work to do. They all kind of look at you. I'm hoping I might be able to get some truthful answers, though. That night that Ginny and Charlie were brought into our world, Ginny mentioned I was there. Ginny also mentioned that my parents were there. And that that was the night that I lost them. That's correct, yes. I tried to leave out um, the more potentially emotional pieces of the story to just sort of get the facts out as a starting point. Um, if I made a mistake by leaving that out, I, I apologize. I wasn't trying to keep it from you. I'm looking for facts as well. It might be emotional, but they are facts nonetheless. Your parents were some of the most brilliant minds I have ever had the pleasure of working with. I truly believe that we'd have an answer by now if that day hadn't happened. And she kind of looks at Constantine and he goes, yeah, yeah, I fucking started it. I did. I started it. I'm sorry. I started a fight and then we had to fucking defend ourselves and your parents were great researchers. They were not fighters. They held their own, but... You can only do so much. What was the reason for the research? 
I've questioned these things for my entire life. A lot of my work has been devoted to figuring out what was happening at that time, what they were working on that caused such an accident, and why it was so important. It, it was important for, um, for a variety of reasons, um, which I'm sure you can put together. Obviously, if we had a spell that could just truly resurrect someone, our fear of Libraola as a whole would be gone entirely. The whole reason that we're here, the whole reason that we're hiding is because we don't want to die. If, if that became not a concern, we wouldn't need to hide anymore. We would have a, a more powerful front to attack Liber Aula with if we didn't have to worry about death ourselves, because they are immortal. Vic, Eliza, are immortal. They cannot currently be killed by any means that we know of. We used to be immortal when we first came here. Uh, that was not because of Libra Aula, that was because faith in the gods used to be much stronger in this city. When faith was lost, our powers were diminished. They are still quite advanced, but they are not anything that they used to be. So we had much less fear at that point, and we could focus much more on trying to figure out how to take Vic and Eliza down, and less so on trying to keep ourselves alive. There is somewhere in the point a potion for immortality, at least half of it. The rest is still in Libraola. That is what Vic and Eliza use on themselves. And that is what, by working on the project, we thought we were getting ourselves in line for. So we need every advantage we can against people who cannot be killed. That is why that research was so important. Did my parents know that that was the reason we were working on this? No. What did they think that this was for? The good of the point, the good of science, for uh, people whose children die in accidents or are mugged, uh, people who die unnecessarily before their time unfairly, people who should have lived to a ripe old age and didn't get that opportunity. But they knew nothing of Libra Aula. No one does, except the people in this room and Galia Toffet. Orion pulls out the piece of paper and just points at it. It's like, so is this still what you want? Aaliyah kind of kicks off the desk and goes, did you take my research? Give that back. That's mine. The question stands. Is this still what you want? Yes. I have my own reasons. And I want it very, very badly. I have my reasons now, too. You said that my parents were great researchers and that if they were still around, they could have come up to the conclusion. I am the product of both of them. And I think together we can figure this out. Because this will not only help you, but it will let me see my parents again. It will let Aoife, potentially, have her husband back. This can help so many people in so many different ways. I don't necessarily agree with what you are wanting it for, but the purpose still stands. So, I can help you with this. Morgan looks satisfied. Aaliyah beams. And she holds her hand out to shake your hand. Orion reaches in and shakes the hand. I'm going to need you to teach me a few things first. 
I am pretty certain that we can work something out. And uh, I, I think we're going to end there for today. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. This was a very dense episode. Thank you for sticking through it. Dense-sode. Uh, this is, this is as, as Nadpod puts it, a thick-sode. Um, we didn't mention this earlier. You guys leveled up at the end of the last session because of fucking course you did. So, Orion, what, is, what does that mean for you? So Orion is now uh, level six artificer, level one wizard. Double turn on the nerd. It's like those little packs of nerds where you get the pink on one side and the purple on the other, you know? One is just regular nerds and the other half is spooky nerds. They call those goths, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we hope you had fun today. I had fun. I'm glad to get all of that out of the way and see what you guys fucking do with it. Uh, you should find us on the social medias if you haven't already found us there. We're not hard to find. You can follow us at Allegedly DND Pod. That's the letter D, letter N, letter D, at Allegedly DND Pod on Instagram and on Facebook and on Tumblr and on Twitter. And you can email us there and all kinds of shit. Uh, that being said, does anybody have any plugs? I have a podcast with my wife called What Does This Button Do? Yay. What does that button do, Mike? I don't know. It's she's so trying cute. to play Skyrim right now and she's as confused as ever. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. The button Relatable. does way too many things in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Is Lydia carrying her burdens or? I don't, she doesn't know how to get a companion properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirsten, get Lydia. It'll be a lot of fun for the 10 minutes that she's alive. <laughs> so if we don't have any more plugs, let's go ahead and uh, end for today and we'll see what happens next time when we catch you guys back on point your bespoke npcs will follow you if if they see you leaving they get stuck in the doorway, and then you just have to stare at them in the eyes until they move. Yeah. You have to attack them to just knock them back a couple of pixels. Oh, I always try and dodge into them to see if I can bump them through the doorway. I try to jump them cool. a lot. Mm-hmm, Doesn't mm-hmm. always does work sometimes. Sometimes I'm you lay them on the You try to carry your burdens.